the next episode? Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, actually, apparently, yeah, this is the expanded version, believe it or not. As we mentioned, the Phantom Blood movie, yeah. Uh, episode 3, Youth with Dio. Time to, for Jonathan to, to confront Dio. And I forgot that Dio got his shoulder broken. I was distracted by all those crocodile tears. I couldn't find the post I was looking for, but there's a, there was a great Tumblr post going around about part one. It was essentially like, uh, uh, Dio's defense is, Oh, Jonathan, I am a poor British man. That's, that explains my actions. And Speedwagon comes in and is like, I, I'm a poor British man too. This man's just a freak. <laughs> Something to that effect. Jonathan, it's my birthday. <laughs> I'm birthday, you piece of shit. I'm just a little guy. Speedwagon comes in and is like, I delivered his cake three months ago. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what he asked for for his birthday? Poison. <laughs> Happy birthday, you piece of shit. Poison labeled poison for George Joestar. He just gave me back a, a, a little sheet of paper that said, fuck you, Jonathan. <laughs> I think we did a similar joke in the abridged when Danny got burned. The colonel left a note. It was me, love Dio. It's a mystery for the ages. <sighs> yeah. So this is Wang Chan, the prison, the poisoner. I thought that was the. You said that three times already. No, so I'm gonna repeat it a lot throughout this. I, I will agree with you. This one. This one's bad. I thought it was now, great that they gave Vegeta a role. If this, this. was. No, we're talking, we're talking about the name, Lee. If this was... That's the joke. Yeah. If that was... Um, if that was their way... What was that? What was that? everybody Wang Chong tonight. Yeah, what was the... I was trying to think. Was it just the band called Wang Chong? Wang Chong, yes. Was that their way of trying to shoehorn a music reference in? Yeah. Yes. That that happens with a lot. No, I know. It, that's the reason why my favorite... Name exists that almost was the name of this podcast. <laughs> oh, worst company, yeah. Worst company. That's, a, that's in part four. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, he does have lines. Turns out he's voiced by Doug Stone, who was Psycho Mantis. What a ah. great kid. I don't have You've all of his all of his roles. Zelda, haven't you? I totally forgot to to get his roles, but I wanted to be sure I mentioned Psycho Mantis. He's... That's all you need to say. It's Psycho Manus. He's okay. a great pick. Yeah. You've been watching JoJo's, haven't you? I have. Wasn't he also, uh, fucking... Wasn't he fucking Guam and Gurren Lagann? I don't know if he fucked Guam and uh, Gurren Lagann. He was Guam and Gurren Lagann, yeah. And well, he was Dayaka, too, okay. I didn't realize Dayaka and Guam were the same... I really like Gurren Lagann. We've uh, noticed, Gros, and we've noticed. And in Japanese, it's Hiroshi Naka who was, uh, Garp in One Piece. Oh, he was Chapel in Trigon Stampede. And, <laughs> and the, the, uh, the Otari tribe leader in Tribe 9. That's fun. Nice. Tribe 9 is fun. It's, it's Kadaka's take on extreme baseball. Dog uh, and rope up, that baseball. Yeah, seriously. What if, whoops, all Leon. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Dio's going for another scheme. Will it work? I mean, kind of. You know what? I will give him it, because if we're talking about the scheme that I think it is, when, uh, or, I was gonna say, the scheme I'm thinking of is, I think, a little later. This is uh, the scheme where he's gonna put on the mask. That's what I mean, where he, he's like, can you just put these handcuffs on me? Please. Stabby, stabby! I want you to do it. Stab vampire powers, let's go. Yeah, also, uh, Eli said earlier, 
Oh, the poison. The poison killed George Joestar. That poison. <laughs> but yeah. Could uh, you imagine if, like, when 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 Dream did like that unface reveal, if that fucking happened to him? <laughs> I'd be terrified. I reject my humanity, YouTube. Oh, by the way, yeah, that's it, it, they don't say it in the dub, but uh. As in the sub, as Dio puts on the mask, he says, "quote I reject my humanity, JoJo." That's a badass. It's line, so good. That's better than anything I got in. <laughs> yeah, I, I like the dub, but it sometimes leaves out crucial things, like particularly with Dio. We'll get to that in a bit. Uh, I would love if the cops fired two seconds earlier and Dio just died right here. It'd be so funny. Would have would have been a shorter series and would have. It would have been helpful. It would have been like if Breaking Bad took place in Britain. <laughs> yeah. It would have been one episode and we'd be out. We get the chemotherapy and that's it. See, if this one takes place in America, these cops just shoot on sight. Just like swap them. And now Jonathan can contact George's power at any time, for he is the sage of shitty parenting. As soon as he as soon as he gets put on the ring, I was thinking of Tears of the Kingdom. Uh Wow, Dario really went for broke on that one. Like, Dario Brando was not only pure evil, he was a fucking idiot. Just like George. Speaking of, George, why are you standing up for Dio, you doormat? Yeah, so I, that was that was the one thing me and Melissa fucking pointed out. We're watching it. And <laughs> we're like, this whole series, this could have been avoided. Dio's existence could have been avoided if George just said, lock him up. The fuck you mean you don't hate Dio? George died as he lived, being a fucking moron. And somehow, he's not the worst George Joestar. And that is a very scary thought. But don't worry, we won't, go, we won't get to that George Joestar for a long time. I can't wait to no longer be able to keep track of all these characters. I just want to say, at one point during all of this, uh, in the sub, uh... Mario Speedwagon starts calling people a spoon-fed blokes, and I, <laughs> I remember that. Again, he hearing Mondo call someone a bloke is really funny. Also, just as a quick, a quick thing, and the moment I think I just want to say this, I think the moment I tuned out from <laughs> the dub, the moment I tuned out on the dub specifically with Robert EO Speedwagon was when he was like, he was like, we may have beat him up. But he let us live. What a true gentleman he is. I think that I might be like, in the sub too. I was like, shut the fuck up. That feels like it's in the sub too. Uh, Looks, Speedwagon is just a very gay man. He is very in love. Yeah, you can tell he is sipping. He just really people. wants to be in love. Yes, like. Uh, I just, I really, I really like how, like, every single person has the same interaction with JoJo, where he's like, oh, he was not kidding. Yeah. JoJo <laughs> has the same interactions with JoJo. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think Araki may have some parental issues. Mm. Also, that away. when, uh, when George... I mean, I get it. When George is like, uh, well, I get to die in the arms of my beloved son, I'm just like, Dio, come here and let me die on you. <laughs> <laughs> Also, I, I I hated that uh, as he was dying, he started pulling up. I'm sorry about all the tough love. No, you were just a fucking asshole. <laughs> really? Like, he was just a gigantic piece of shit. And now he's dead. Uh, I will say, uh, there's a, there's some really gorgeous shots in this. Uh, 
A body has not been discovered. Three seconds later, now one has. Is <laughs> can we talk about the inspector standing at the window and Dio just cleaves his fucking head in half yeah. with his I hands? That was cool. That was. You know what that reminded me of? Oh God, Rose. You know what? Oh, what? Man. Resident Evil Seven: The Cop with the Shovel. Yes. Oh yeah. Oh. Just clean, clean off his face. Oh, it is always a good way to get shock value for your audience. It's so good! It, it, it reminded me of another terrible movie that I- I just keep on naming terrible movies, I think, is my thing now. Um, Ghost Ship. Oh, oh my god! Okay. Ghost Ship Ghost is, ship like, nuts. Ghost Ship is, is, like, is like a bad movie with an awesome opener. It is, yeah. yeah. It is, I would argue it's one of the best openers to a bad movie. <laughs> But yeah, that's the that's the way that that uh, head coming off reminded me of was the ghost ship version. I will say there's a really great line in the dub from Speedwagon. Uh, okay. If that's not a mortal, then I'm the queen. Told you he was gay as fuck. <laughs> uh, I was skipping a little bit ahead though. Nice shot, Jonathan. Shame it didn't do shit. Uh, <laughs> can I just say? Can I just say here that this was the point in the anime where I realized. The main characters all have fucking dope mullets. Yeah, I mean it's the yeah. 80s. Yeah, I was gonna say this is this, this is I, it's the 1880s, not the 1980s. Well, it was written in the 80s, though. So. I was gonna say the 1880s. They may have popularized the mullet then, and then it was a throwback in the 1980s. Yeah, uh, I wrote down a human Capri Sun. <laughs> the colors in this are so striking. I'm gonna tell you right now that whole like that that how do I describe it? I guess, you know, the best way I can say it was the, the human... The that, big suck? The big suck, yes. That, you that's, <laughs> made me cringe as hard as the the dub accents is what I really want to <laughs> say. Like, that was... As soon as it happened, I was like, oh. And then so whenever, cool whenever Robert E.O. Speedwagon talked, I was like, oh. <laughs> why, why are you picking on, on Keith Silverstein? So, well, if, if he dies... Do the big suck and goes, go oh, blimey, I'm gonna have a fucking. Movie. <laughs> Don't worry, Speedwagon. Oh, this is where I get to point out the thing I've been saying all, all episode. So, I don't remember if it was like a fan translation or if this is from the official manga, but at one point, like when everyone's reacting to, uh. to. the awful things happening. Yeah, to the, her, the horrors around them. Yeah. Uh, there's this panel. Could it be he's drawing it out? Dio sucks of human life energy. Is he no longer human? What does he become? God! Even Speedwagon uh, is afraid! Uh, <laughs> and that's why I've been saying stuff like that the entire episode. <laughs> Even Speedwagon is afraid is a big meme. Uh, everyone always forgets about the spear, by the way. Even though it gets an awesome kill! Like, the, the uh... The fucking the, the vampire that attacks Speedwagon and, and Jonathan just cleaves that fucker in half. Uh, okay, yeah, yes, that was really cool. He, like grabs his face. Yeah, that was sick. All of the gore animation is so well done. So good. Say for like the first few episodes, this is a brutal. It's a brutal fucking episode. Each part only gets more brutal, by the way. I know. Especially with body horror. Something that I just really like about, like, on, on the subject of the animation, something I really like is how, like, you know, the they're not very static with their color choice. Like, 
how in some scenes like the the characters will be like like I remember what was his name John Jonathan was like shaded entirely like green. Oh yeah. And like uh, Dio was like a hot pink just so they could stand in direct contrast to each other. Yeah, that's emulating the manga. Like the manga does that a lot. As well. I really like that. Um, I don't know. I don't know how often anime does that, but I liked it in this one. It specifically <laughs> does it in this one because it emulates the manga because the manga changes colors yeah. a lot. It definitely adds um, a lot of emphasis to what's going on. Yeah. It a really recent does. Movie that I saw did that. And I liked it. <laughs> And uh, my next joke is, uh, what's behind curtain number one? Fire! <laughs> like, just opening the curtain and the wall of flame. I, w I was expecting there just to be, like, the body, the other bodies hiding there as a distraction. That'd be I funny. Fire. Uh, ooh, what a feeling. Stuck and pray on the ceiling. <laughs> Honestly, um, back to the fire thing is like, <laughs> fire. Fire, fire! Uh, Jonathan's just like, the, the flames guide you to heaven. Oh, honey, he ain't going to heaven. I wanna, I wanna note by the way, and I think this is, and this might be jumping ahead a little bit. Yeah. But um, so the scene in which um, like it's right when or when Dio basically like drops Jonathan, and he's like about to fall into the fire. Yeah. And somehow, by the grace of God, he manages to. Utilize his belt. We're get, you're getting there. We're getting bit ahead. Okay. That before the, we're like before right that, before it. Yeah. Before that, um, when they get to the roof, this was one of two parts of the episode where I just put off on repeat. I just couldn't stop laughing when Dio breaks through. Going, <laughs> oh yeah. That here's what I get to talk about that. So, you want to know why he does that? No, he's saying Eddie. Which is to emulate a guitar chord. <laughs> I on, swear to God, that's real. No, hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh, so edgy, he's trying to right, imitate a guitar. Um, excuse me, just one second. Yeah. Okay. Ah. You're grabbing your guitar, aren't you? Yes. Can you uh, can you do me a favor? And play one. Yeah. Hang on. Yeah, it sounds exactly like. I mean, it's like it's direct from the manga, King D D D O. <laughs> but yeah, D is the king of the show. Kill all of the good character to boot. D D D is the one. I thought we knew this guy. <laughs> I, I knew it. But yeah, uh, Spear, by God! And here's where I have to play. This was this was the second part that I kept repeating over and over. I think is the yeah. I think it's the same line. So yep. this line is one of my fa it's another meme from this show. It's one of my favorite bits of English from the Japanese track. Goodbye, Jojo! He sounds like Kermit the Frog! I was gonna say it sounds like Leroy Jenkins. <laughs> Leroy Jojo! To me, it sounds like uh, in South Park when there's people going, They're talking about Jojo! They took my germ, Jojo! It took my juju. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I I love your bad juju. Also, I gotta give it up for when uh when like the re when Dio hits the uh hits the statue. There it is. It's so good. It's so good. That one sounded like a guitar chord. Honestly, to me, just sounded like how Loki did whenever he got uh, 
thrown around by Hulk. <laughs> Hulk! <laughs> oh. Jonathan's determination is strong as fuck. And now we can talk about the belt thing. Oh, yeah. So, that's when... <laughs> Beauty Joe John. So... The moment Homeboy fucking took his belt and somehow used that to double-jump himself back up to Dio. That... That was astounding. Right? <laughs> that was insane. Like, that should not have... He should have literally tried it, did the jump, and fell back down. Again. Yeah, but it was awesome! I, I like how that's where your, your suspension of disbelief ends. <laughs> with uh, with this show, point. just remove that shit. It, just go with it. It's awesome. Okay, yeah, it wasn't the vampires, it was the bell. Apparently he used it to break his fall, which is slightly less stupid. But I understand. A suspension of disbelief in this show is not good. <laughs> but let me have something here. Fair enough. Uh, and as D I love that Dio landed on the statue of the Joestar Guardian Angel as the Joestar Mansion burned to ash. That was insanely poetic and funny. Also, if this guy could survive being turned to ash, everyone is fucked. Oh yeah, Dio is notoriously hard to kill, as we're gonna fucking see. But uh, this is my favorite of the set, of, of, the, of the set of episodes we watched this time. I would say this is like the perfect like build up to that fight. Yeah. yeah. But not build up. This is the perfect like payoff, culmination of that. Like if these three episodes were the Phantom Blood movie, it'd be perfect. Yeah, you not, spend yeah, all this time building up to this climactic moment between the two, and then it just finally comes together. Is, is, uh, are all three of these episodes, like, is that all of Phantom Blood, or? No, but, Phantom Blood is episodes one through nine. Got it. Forgetting one specific, and, like, Oh, yes, it, it is. It would be perfect, but there's a cliffhanger. Yeah, Wang, uh, Wang Chan gets, gets fed on by Dio. He's like, oh, I want this mask. Because here's the thing, we still haven't introduced the power system of parts one and two yet. That's happening next episode. Oh, power levels this now? Not power like, levels, a power system. Hmm. So also, just, what does the scatter say? Did stands, stands weren't a part of one, right? I no, it's that. in part three they're introduced because Araki ran out of stuff to do with the thing he introduces next episode. So he's like, vampires, cool. What do we do now? Yes, pretty much. Oh. It, it'll play out, but, uh... Any, any more thoughts on episode three? It's a good wrap-up for this first, like, act. Like, alright. Garbage person becomes an actual monster. Time to fight that monster. Joestar's done it. Now he's off. Surprise. Monster's still alive. Yeah, if, if we follow, like, a traditional kind of narrative arc, we have the rising action, we have all of, uh, all, all of this tension building up to this climactic moment, and then we have the resolution coming off, and then there's the big plot twist. Like, it has all of those really good beats, just not even just across the three episodes, even just across this episode. Let's go to our, our uh, favorite and least favorite moment. Which do we want to start with? Do we want to start favorite or least favorite? I'll start with least favorite, and I can answer that immediately. Yeah. Okay, hang on one sec. Let me go ahead and get my effects in order, and here we go. Anytime a fucking accent was mentioned. <laughs> all right. Uh, my least favorite moment is the forced kiss. Robert E.O. Speedwagon. My, my, my least favorite moment is the forced kiss. Oh, yeah, that's also a bad one, too. It was the puppy getting picked. Fair. Mine is tied between the sexual assault and the pet murder. You know, fair. Coco? 
Um, yeah, like, the, the forest kiss was, like, the only part where I was really just, like, okay. Like, Fair! Yeah, like, that, I think that's, on, guys. we're all in agreement with that, the well, I, th I, think, I think also, like, again, on the larger scale, just, like, the, the non-acknowledgement of, of, of Aaron as a character yeah. with agency. <laughs> I, I, I yeah, told them the accent stop in part three. In comparison to all of you, I seem like a problem. <laughs> That's just because you went first. I was trying to be, trying to bring comedy to yes. it. Well, we can do that with favorite moment. I'll go first. My favorite moment is Goodbye, JoJo! Yeah, mine's either that or... <laughs> I, I don't I don't mean to be contradictory, but I think mine might have been any time they were accent. That's fair. It's it's very much an opinion thing. Me. You're dead to me. <laughs> Get back here. We have a podcast to do. It's only the first episode. Well, uh, it's gonna be my very last episode. You get back here. Goodbye. Like, I think I think I think also just like <laughs> goodbye, Coco. <laughs> It was good. It was good being on. Thanks for having good me. Good meeting you, sir. No, uh, so I think okay. I'll be real with you. I think my favorite part of all the episodes was the was the fight scenes. Yes, I think they're very well choreographed. They're very well done. Fair. It's a Fair. good way to sell me on this. Honestly, it, I'm in the same boat. I honestly thought that the fight scene at the very end was probably my favorite. That or actually the reveal that he was still there for Dio. The yeah, the cliffhanger. I actually enjoyed the cliffhanger. Good. I, I will give an, a shout out to uh, the spear kill. That oh, shit was I sick forgot. as hell. I forgot about spear kill. Or, oh. or the inspector kill. Yeah, the, the, the inspector kill was amazing. I, I, I also, any, any moment, like, uh, like any moment where, like, where, like, D, like Jonathan's just trying to have like a normal conversation with Dio. Dio is like, I'm going to fucking kill you. Yeah. Dio, do you want chocolate or vanilla? I'm going to fuck your brain. So chocolate? <laughs> yeah, that was another thing I wanted to mention too. It is so obvious that there was so much fan fiction that was going to be wrote about between JoJo and Dio in that first few minutes of that episode of episode two. Because them being bros for just that minute there, you know that that failed a lot of shit. <laughs> Sorry, I just say, like say, who the fuck starts a conversation like that? I just sat down. <laughs> also, uh, speaking of bros, I will mention Speedwagon is the first of what's known as a Joe bro. A I know there's a lot of them. Yeah, there's a non JoJo character who's basically part of the main cast. Uh, sometimes the Joe bros are even better than the JoJos. And that's episodes one through three. Zen and Phil, what did you think of these episodes? Well, hello, everybody. You thought it would be Rosen for this segment, but it is I, Zenith Warrior Ghost Princess, here with Phil. How's it going, Phil? It's going pretty good. Uh, I, I doubt that they expected anything uh, anything less than us because I'm sure Rosen probably went like... Uh, Hey all, it's uh, it's Philip and and Zen, and uh, this is their channel. It's the people who you're uh, who you're actually here to see. Uh, actually, that's not true. No, people you're here, here for you, Rosen. Zen. You're here for Rosen. Everyone knows Rosen. <laughs> I mean, come on. No, I was, 
<laughs> I mean, I was going to say, like, you know, people aren't here to see me anyway. They're just here to see you. <laughs> well, they can't see me. They, they, they're, they're, I mean, they, they hear me, but, like, I mean. Oh, my God, you're, jo you're John Cena? I, no, I'm a ghost. I'm a ghost bunny. But anyway, um, I, I just want to say, is that a JoJo's reference, Phil? Because we're talking about JoJo today. <laughs> it's, 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 it's going to be a long however many fucking episodes JoJo is. Like, I swear to fucking God, if I have to hear, is that a JoJo's reference every single fucking episode? You can't see it, but I'm striking gouge... a JoJo pose right now. <laughs> I am going to gouge my fucking eyes out, Rosen. Why did you put me with this fucking idiot? I love you. I'm equal... I'm, I'm equally an idiot, so I can't I can't say shit. I'm just going to jump out of a car with like the the most like crazy jump. Uh, like uh, anyway, guys, we're talking about the first three episodes of Phantom Blood today. You probably already heard you know Rosa talk about it, but I wanted to give my thoughts as well. It's been a while. Um, I actually watched the first three episodes of Phantom Blood. Um, way back with Cat, I want to say like 10, 15 years ago, Cat, after three episodes, didn't like it. It didn't pass her three episode rule. Um, and we'll talk about that in a bit. So, like, I, I ended up watching the remaining, like, Phantom Blood parts, but I didn't watch the rest of it. I did read the manga for parts one and two, though, so I kind of know what's going on. But, like, this was a refresher course. Uh, what I did for this, I actually watched these three episodes and the next three episodes with Lotus Prince um, and uh, we had fun doing that it just this this is uh, an interesting show for me um, in many respects but before we get into my thoughts uh, Phil what about you what's your history so my history with Jojo is uh, it's a bit of a weird one uh, or you could say a, a bizarre, bizarre one, one. <laughs> yeah. No, it's actually not that. It's it's actually not that crazy. In fact, it is a a very similar story to what a lot of people uh, would probably say if they're like trying to get into JoJo. Um, essentially, a couple of years ago, uh, I was thinking of getting through the franchise because I have a ton of friends uh, in person who are like really big JoJo fans. So I was like, cool, let me get into the series. But I was warned, like, oh, you got to kind of bear through part one. Because uh, part one's not that good. And I'm like, eh, I'm sure it's not all that bad. Especially if it does still have its fans. So I watched part one. And I wasn't all too into it. Uh, and so, despite the fact that I knew it would get better later on. I'm just kind of like, I don't know. Like, even if the characters are better. And even if this is better, yada yada. Like, it had the same kind of general pacing as part one. I kind of just... I don't know, like, I'll get back to it, because I don't really like things that are kind of, like, wonkily paced. Like, pacing's a big thing for me, because if something has, like, really awkward pacing, then it, like, just takes me out of it. That's something I've come to learn in, like, the past couple of years, as far as, like, how I, like, take in media. Which is um, why you edit my things, so that I'm not talking, like, for, for 50 minutes about the same thing. Yeah. I, yeah, because like that—that's that, how I came to edit for Zen. Because years ago, I—I I, I was a—I became a fan of hers, and I'm like, this 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 Zenith person's pretty good, but they like you know I don't know why they they have they have to talk like this in every single one of their videos and pad the runtime out, and so I'm just like, Zen, just give the videos to me. Let me edit this fucking shit. But anyway, 
Um, so you're fired. You're fired. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, get ready for slow videos again, guys. But no. Um, <laughs> okay. So a couple of years back, I tried JoJo. I didn't really. I wasn't really too into part one. Didn't hate it, but I think I thought it was fine. But like uh, a few years after that, like maybe like a year or two later, I'm like, okay. Let's give JoJo another shot, but I didn't just want to jump back into part two because I legitimately did not remember, like, most of the crap that happened in the middle of part one. I remember the beginning. I remember the end. Kind of a big spoiler for how this uh, discussion on Phantom Blood's going to be. But, like, uh, so I, I, I just forgot everything in the middle. So I experienced Phantom Blood again, and I came to have a newfound appreciation for it. Even though I still have a lot of problems with it. So, to kind of just lay out what my experience with Phantom Blood was. And I'm going to be curious to see if it still sticks like this. Because while I have since seen part, like uh, episodes 1 to 3 again, I have not watched uh, the mid portion of Phantom Blood uh, like again like uh, like since the last time I watched it. So, I'll say this. From my past experience... I really, really love the first three episodes of Phantom Blood, and I love the final episode of Phantom Blood. Maybe the final two, because the, the final, like, the the penultimate battle against Dio is, like, uh, it, 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 it's, it's actually pretty, like, pretty enjoyable. But, like, uh, you know, I, everything in the middle, I just, I just don't find engaging, and I don't find interesting. And I'll be curious to see next time if that sticks, but, uh... Yeah, that's kind of my experience with, like, with JoJo in general. I still haven't seen part Parts 2 and Beyond. I know a lot about them as far as, like, spoils are concerned. But I haven't actually got, gotten to experience Parts 2 and Beyond uh, past that. So, uh, yeah. Also, uh, we have no idea how long these segments for us are going to go, like, per episode. So, I hope they don't go too long. Because I know Rosen and the gang tend to go off as well. So, like, hopefully this doesn't end up being, like, a four-hour podcast or anything. <laughs> Welcome to the the Zenith cast where we just talk about Jojo Jojo Jojo. Um what the interesting thing for me is that when I first started with Jojo, I, I it wasn't the anime, it was, you know, I was actually reading and I read through part 1 and I'm going to say right now I feel like the way the anime condenses part 1 ruins some of it because in the manga a lot of it is spread out and I feel like Having it be just nine episodes is a little bit reductive. I think the first three episodes are still really good, but I think that's part of the problem is like, you know, you're you're taking a lot of these epic confrontations and turning them into like, oh, this is this is one episode and whatnot. But we'll talk about that when we get to the middle. Um, the thing that I liked about the first three episodes in the anime and the manga is how different it was, because I was not expecting this. I'd heard of JoJo, you know, I've heard people talking about the stand users and whatnot. I hadn't heard about the vampires. So, like, you know, when it starts off, it's just like, oh, hey, here's George Joestar who's saved, well, in quotations, by this bum named Dario Brando. And, you know, you have the, all this stuff going on, and it's about his son, Joseph. Uh, no, not Joseph. It's Jonathan Joestar. Sorry, I always get the names confused. J j jump, jumping, uh, jumping up out ahead. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, so Jonathan Joestar is his son, and Jonathan just his whole characterization is that he is this 
a crazy gentleman and he wants to protect people and he wants to be good and then uh because of the debt that the Josars have to the Brando family Dario's son Dio goes to live with the Joestars but out of spite for his alcoholic father um who he ends up poisoning to death uh he wants to you know basically take over Jojo's fortune and prove that he is worth something uh, but also because he's a little shit um and, and this part is really weird because like there isn't a lot of bizarre stuff in it and I kind of like that it's a nice slow build up and burn where uh you see the mask when it gets hit with blood um kind of like it grows spines out but nothing else really happens a lot of it is a conflict between Dio giving Jojo a lot of shit I mean he he isolates him from his friends he he does uh, he kicks his dog, and then he burns his dog. Man, this guy has a thing against dogs. Um, there, this series has <laughs> a thing against dogs. I know that much. I know, like, one of the things I know about JoJo going forward is that it has a thing against dogs. So, like, we'll get into that as we go on. And I like that it just kind of builds up like this, where it starts off, it's just a conflict between Dio and Jonathan, and you're just like, okay, okay, I like this a lot. And I read manga back in the day. I used to go on, like, scanlation sites and go from, like, top to bottom and just find something that intrigues me. That's how I started reading 20th Century Boys. Um, so just like, you know, back in the day, that was what we did to read it, and it was fun. But I think that, you know, the fact that, like, it has this slow build really makes an impact when he actually puts on the mask rejects his humanity and becomes a vampire and like starts walking up walls like i think there's this really nice juxtaposition in this first part especially in these episodes where the first two you're just like it it, it blazes through some of this conflict but you're waiting for something to happen and then all of a sudden vampires and i'm like okay i think that's one of hero here hiko araki's big strengths is that you don't see that coming. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I really enjoy these first three episodes because of like the the kind of slow build they have initially, where it's like the first episode is all you know focused on you know uh, on Jonathan and Dio's childhood, and then like you just get to see like the world being absolutely like merciless to Jonathan for no good reason. Um, and like you, you see, you see him like as you know, he he kind of grows up in his childhood, and I like getting to see like just the, like him get to the point where like he's just had enough and just like you know grow, grow to like stand up for himself and like go against Dio and like you know just and it just it's just that adds that little seed of you know of when they when they finally you know become adults of like you know what's to come in their adult life. I just if I have to say one problem, I will say that like. I do wish we got to see kind of a little bit of the in-between, or not even the in-between, but kind of just how they grew, like, how Jonathan and Dio grew to, like, be friends and be, like, all chummy brothers and stuff like that. And I know it's fake. I know that's the point. Like, it's not, like, it's not a real bond that they shared. It is absolutely fake. Like, Dio shows no actual love towards Jonathan, and Jonathan, deep inside, knows this. So it's like, it's absolutely fake, but I think that 
jumping from the point where they had that fight in their childhood and then you jump like you know however many years in the future it was and it's like oh they're all the best of chums now like i know it's supposed to ha hold that like you know oh it's you know it it's not like like they're not actually all chummy with each other but i think my problem with it is that as we go on it's like there's this uh like there is like a bond there between jonathan and dio as we like as we go on like even if dio has absolutely no like feelings like you know for jonathan in that regard whatsoever but like jonathan is like you know like uh, not to jump into like spoilers i don't know how much rosen like wants us talking about future events so i'm gonna keep it to a minimum just to keep that for like you know future episodes i'm gonna assume that you the viewer are watching this alongside us but there's moments later in phantom blood where it's like uh where jonathan pulls back on certain actions because he doesn't want to harm his brother like his like his foster brother any more than he needs to and it's like i feel like those moments would hit harder if we saw more of jonathan himself having like grown up you know like to to you know even despite their differences to like grow to like form that bond however fake it may be with dio because even though dio might be faking like you know being like that kind of brother to jonathan at least jonathan himself can treasure that bond because it's what his father wanted and for the record and don't get me wrong i will be getting into some good things like some more good things in a bit but it's like for the record george joestar is a fucking terrible dad he's the <laughs> I, worst I, I, and it's like, i do not like him i don't like him and like he's he says later that he was hard on jonathan because he he felt that you know he believed in him and he wanted them to succeed but like he didn't tell them that till later and even then he's just like oh did i drive you to do this he knew all along that dio was plotting his murder and yet he still took the poison medicine and i'm just like you're an idiot george is an idiot uh, George is probably the worst Joe star. Um, Jonathan, oh, definitely, yeah. Jonathan, I like, but the thing that really gets me, I like how he is this gentleman, and he's defined by his gentlemanliness. But there are times where it's a little bit stupid, uh, and like he just, oh well, you can cut off my, you can cut off my fingers, but I will knee you in the groin so bad, like. A kid on the street would still cut his fingers off. Like, that they're not equivalent exchange. Um, so, like, <laughs> I, I like Jonathan's morality, but I feel like he goes too far with it. But then again, I love Speedwagon because Speedwagon has that awesome hat. Um, and as oh, yeah. and I'm sure Rosen already brought this up, but yeah, Ronnie James Dio is the villain. Speedwagon, uh, you know, is is. Speedwagon's another character, Robert E.O. Speedwagon, and then uh, JoJo like is a song by the Beatles. So like you know you have that. It's a very big, very big uh, song-oriented show. So we're gonna have to get used. To yeah, that. I, yeah, I'm not really like yeah. I I, I don't think we'll be uh, we'll be needing to get much into like the trivia as far as like the like the the puns of everyone's names are concerned, or even who like all the voice actors are. You know, I, I will mention any voice actor who, like, I who particularly stands out to me, but it's like, I already know Rosen's got us all covered as far as, like, the trivia is concerned. Yeah, Ro like, Rosen's you know, got that he, pretty much covered. I just find it funny to bring up because, like, there's a lot of stuff, and, like, it'll come up, like, Jimmy Page and Robert Plant are going to come up later, and I'm just, you know, it's just a thing. Um, and I, I think 
Uh, the apothecary is Wang Chung or something like that. Um, because basically, like, you know, that, that was based on a song. So, like, there's a whole big thing there. Um, but my thing is, I like these characters. I don't think it's as good, as compelling as it could be. Because George and Jonathan are just kind of stupid in many respects. But I feel like the fact that Jonathan is just so noble to a fault and wins over Speedwagon that way is really cool. And I like how, like, Speedwagon becomes kind of the right-hand man, the hype man. Is just He's just like, oh, my client. My client, Brock Lesnar. You know, I just love, I just love the, <laughs> I just love the, the, the 180, the 180 turn that like, uh, that Speedwagon like, uh, makes. And from what I'm aware of, it, this is, it's a, it's a, it's a 180 turn that a lot of allies in the future will also make, or it's like, and I could be wrong about that. Maybe I've heard wrong, but it's like, it's just a 180 turn where it's like, he's fighting, like he's mugging, jo like he's mugging Jojo in, in, in the, in, in a, like a back alley this one night. But Jojo like shows off like, like what he can do. And he's like, no, 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 I'm not going to let any of you fucking harm this guy. Like th this guy's my you, bro you could, now. And you you just... could have killed my, my buddies, but you didn't. And you went easy on me. You're cool. You're cool. I don't like, yeah, I can't like... stand them blue bloods usually, but you're cool. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, ju I just love how and and from that po point onward, Speedwagon became like the the best wingman going forward, and we'll get into it. But it's like Speedwagon's one of the only things that I think remains consistently amazing throughout the entire the entirety mm. of Part One. Speedwagon's awesome. I really love the guy. Speedwagon's um, awesome, but... and I think Dio's awesome too. Like, part of the reason why I kept watching, even though I thought Don Jonathan was a little bit meh, um, even in the manga, I was just like, you know. He's not my favorite Joe Star, but I wanna I like his noble points. But then we see Dio, and Dio's just like awful, and I just love seeing him. And I think what really gets me is that like he hates his father because he's a drunk, but he you later see him stumbling because he's drinking and he blames his father. He 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 does things to spite his father, but it's like it, it feels like he has these things in his nature and he blames his father. He poisoned his father to but, but he, his father said in the will, like, oh, I want you to go to the Joe Stars and get their fortune. It's like, ugh, fuck you, father. I'm not going to do what you tell me, but I'm going to do this to spite you. And he does exactly what his father wants him to do. I love how much of a pet I love how much of a petty bitch Dio is. It's like everyone talks about, like, how, how much of, like, a great, you know, like, big, like, villain, like, like spe spectacle villain Dio is. And he is. But I also just love how much of a petty douchebag he is. It's like, it's it's so good because it's like, he, he's the perfect personification of just like how, because, and here's the thing. Like we see bad parenting from both ends of the spectrum. We see George Joestar being like, you know, a bad parent. And we see, you know, Dio's, uh, I forget what Dio's father Dario. Dario Brando. Dario. Yeah, Dario Brando. So it's like, we see him being a bad parent. I think... The juxtaposition was supposed to see, like, you know, how even though George was hard on Jonathan, he did everything, like, you know, to to raise him into, like, a good son. Whereas Dario just did, like, he only cared about, like, himself and, like, passing on, like, you know, like, oh, you know, steal the the Joestar's, like, fortune, like, you know, for the Dario, like, name. He didn't actually give a sh like, too much of a shit about Dio himself. So I... I I assume that there's supposed to be a juxtaposition, a juxtaposition there for in that regard. It's just unfortunately I don't think 
George is all that good of a character, so I don't think it quite works as well as Araki probably wanted it to, but I do like how, as far as, like, Dio's character in isolation, you know, works on his own, I do like how we see just how much of a horrible, like, unredeemable person can be created just from, like, negligence and, like, a, and just a poor upbringing like that. And, like, there is no redeeming Dio because, like, you know, someone, like, and, and, like <laughs> yeah, and it's, like, I, I don't want to, like, just blame Dario here because it's, like, it's, 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 because people do this in real life as well, well, it's, where it's, like, People will excuse, you know, literal psychopaths because it's like, oh, well, they had a bad upbringing and yada, yada. And it's like, he it's had no every excuse. chance. He had every chance. It's like Del Flamingo, As where he had every chance to turn over a new leaf and he chose not to. Yeah, but it's it's like, I, I love seeing the context of how that ba bad parenthood can lead to someone just incredibly petty like that. And, and also on the petty aspect itself, it's like, Dio will talk about, like, how he's just above everyone else, but, like, no, he fucking isn't. Like, he, we constantly see him throughout part one stoop to the level of, like, those that he, he like, says that he's, uh, like, that, that he says He uses him, dirty fighting so tactics, he kills a dog, he steals the kiss of JoJo's girlfriend. He does all the things that he says he's above, and then there's a part, like, Oh, he, he says, oh, my father's a horrible drunk, and you see him stumbling drinking wine, and he blames his father. And I'm like, no, you're you're drunk too. Uh, and, and so, like, I, I like that juxtaposition. I like that it shows that it's not just his father. Um, I also do love, like, his luck is a big thing, because they, they say that the devil's luck is upon him, and there's a portion where, like, he, he spends a lot of the time, like, getting lucky shots at Jonathan. And some of it is his own manipulations, but a lot of it is, is luck. And the biggest thing is, when he is researching the mask, he, he, he basically sees JoJo's research, okay, and he does this to some thugs while he's drunk, and he's just like, oh, well, it, that, that was just a kill, that was unprecedented, I'm like, Dude, what are we expecting? This this guy's dead, and he comes back as a vampire, and he gets so lucky because the sun just suddenly comes up at just the right moment when he was about to die. <laughs> could you could you imagine if he had done that a little bit like earlier, and just like the rest of the franchise ceases to be? It's it's such a like again like yeah he lucks into shit like that as well, and it's like it's so good. I, I love it. It's like I know it's a weird praise to be like oh this video like like this um. This villain, like, is kind of sucky, but it's like, it, I love, I love villains like that, where it's like, they, they, like, they are completely unredeemable scumbags who will use every trick in the book, and I think, and wrapping back around to, like, why I really love these first three episodes of, like, of Phantom Blood, even though they still have, like, some problems, like all of Phantom Blood does, in all honesty, but it's like, why I really love these first three episodes in particular is like is because I think that with a story that takes place in the late 1800s, I think it has the perfect like tone of this feeling kind of like a not a fairy tale, but like a like an ancient like story that like you know like that is passed through like a legend, a myth, and and it could be embellished. We don't know. Like like that's what I kind of like about it is like hey, you know, it's Jack the Ripper is suddenly here, 
and it's like it's it's he's here by the way and then he goes for a second so like but like we have these like weird lucky connections that are all over the place and it works because the original dracula was a lot like this too yeah but it's like it's also like it's it's not just like in the in the sense of like using jack the ripper or like these vampires or stuff like that it's not even just in that aspect it's like having this like you know what we because like nowadays like you know like oh all these like all these villains they need to have like some complicated backstory or they need to have like you know these big nah you know, he's just a shit moments. he's just or, a shit or it's or, or it's like oh this villain has a point but it's like no dio is just an unredeemable horrible person which is perfect for a story that is like you know this like legend that's passed down so it's like it's it's supposed to be like the personification the personification of true like villainy versus the personification of like true a true heroism. gentleman and I yeah 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 and i really and i really love that and yes like jonathan has his stupid moments he's not like an amazing protagonist kind of vanilla i'm expe i'm honestly expecting every single uh, he gets Jojo better as be he goes on i just feel like when he's a kid is when he's at his worst because like he's like i didn't save you uh arena because i liked you i saved you because a gentleman Blah, blah, blah. I didn't want your thanks, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, and then they, oh, later, yeah. yeah. I just, I thought that was a little bit much. But I, I like it. It's showing Jonathan is, you know, as he grows up, he grows into the noble gentleman that George wanted. And it's like, it's the good nobility versus evil. And they showcase the different, the differences in like wealth and caste society. But that isn't a factor in why Dio is evil. And I like that. I like that it's like, it's a theme of wealth disparity turned kind of on its head a little bit. Um, so it's like, it's it's this really nice, awesome tale. And then all of a sudden, vampires show up and and like Dio gets an idea. So like he, he, he finds that, you know, oh, Jojo found the guy who is supplying the poison that I was using to poison George Joestar the same way I poisoned my own father. So it's just like, you know what? After a bunch of dramatic reveal curtains, because they have a lot of those, <laughs> a lot of dramatic mm -hmm. reveal curtains, you know what? I reject my humanity. He puts a mask on, becomes a super vampire, and it just goes awesome because, like, there's so many good shots uh, that the opening, like, showcases from the manga, like, him being shot at and falling as he says he reject my humanity, him as a vampire walking up the walls with flames in the background, it's just really well done, and I think this episode in particular is one of my favorites because it's just non-stop vampire action. Because, like, how the yeah. hell do you win against this guy? Episode 3 is, like, along with the final episode, it's probably my favorite episode of all of Part 1. It's, like, I honestly think, like, that final battle... Uh, or I say final, like, that battle against, like, against Dio is, like, such a cool set piece because it's, like, it's not just... Because at this point, Jonathan doesn't know what Harmon is, and like, and Harmon's a boring power, and it honestly makes the rest of the fights in Part One kind of, kind of forgettable for me. But it's like, like, just seeing Jonathan fight Dio, like with, like, basically handicapped because it's like. Dio now has, like, these fantastical vampire powers, and, like, he set the entire, like, house on fire, which Jonathan now has to, like, claw his way out of, while, like, while Dio's just, like, walking up on the wall. It's, like, it's fantastic. It's a fantastic setup for a fight. It's probably my favorite fight in the entire and it, part and one. And it's, like, the entire totally way, honest. you're just, like, how is he going to win this? Because he tries to... 
impale Dio with a spear. It goes through his hand, it does nothing, and Dio puts the spear right in his shoulder. So, like, he bends metal. Like, he, he it's basically everything he can do just to fight back and, and put him back into the fire. And he uses his own body to, to, to get Dio back into the flames. It's like, I think jo Jonathan's greatest strength as a JoJo is that the more punishment he takes... He comes back stronger. He's he's like Vegeta. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's like, you know, I I, I think it's just a, a a good natural escalation because the first episode we like, you know, it's it's just a slow, you know, it, it is a slow burn. It, like that's the thing, and I know a lot of people who like get into when it it's like, so when do the bizarre elements kick in? And it's like, you know, and luckily they they they, they got a meme in the first episode with like it was ideal to like kind of be like, oh hey, he said the thing I see online. But it's like otherwise it is quite a slow burn. I don't mind that slow burn, because again, I like seeing Jonathan having to like traverse through basically everyone fucking turning on him because Dio is a shit and he like makes like he makes Jonathan seem like a puss because he kind of is. But it's like, I like that pu push to see like Jonathan need to be like, like need to basically stand up for himself instead of just sitting around and like, and I don't want to say whining about it because he has legitimate reason to be angry. But it's like a lot of like how he like goes about it is just to basically like sit around and like complain about the entire thing which is like which is why i like i like how he like like stands to like basically go like no and like he he goes and like and deals with it and then george is like oh well you shouldn't be fighting dio and it's like shut up george but it's like no one likes that, that's you george why, <laughs> no one likes that's kind of why i want that's kind of why i wanted to see more of that bridge like kind of to see jonathan like like making an attempt to patch up with dio and th then dio could be like you know what i can make something of this and so they like they and they they kind of form that bond like that fake bond together so it's like just so it isn't like you shouldn't like you know because you know obviously i see where george is coming from where it's like oh you shouldn't be fighting each other because you're brothers and like you know it like you know it isn't right so it's like i see where he's coming from on that aspect but also it's like with how like negligent george is of like of you know how much shit his son's going through it just makes jo like george come off as just as much of a jackass as like as dio does so like seeing that bridge would have been nice but with that said even though we don't get to see that bridge into their adulthood i think those next two episodes kind of fare a little better because we're kind of past that point of idiocy from george and jonathan and we get to see like you know we get to see jonathan in his more mature state where he's like you know he'll still beat the crap out of you if you're like if you're dissing you know i like you know his friends and stuff but it's like he'll try to go about things in the reasonable way he'll try to go about things in an honorable way but like you know he's like it's kind of a half and half where he'll learn like you know to stand up for himself and like you know and lay on a lay on a beat down if he needs to but also going about things in like you know a more dignified way if he can if it's a possible solution problem is this is jojo so it's never going to be a possible solution like let's be honest <laughs> here but yeah i yeah. i i really like these first these first three episodes they're not perfect you know like they're not like super amazing but i like them because i think of, of the entire part i i think in conjunction with the final episode i think they personify this like legendary feel the most where i feel like we kind of get more of like the shonen -y aspects 
in the middle and that stuff i don't really think works all too well but for these first three episodes i think dio works really amazingly and i think he continues to work amazingly going forward uh i really like uh you know again Speedwagon. we only see like you know bits and pieces of him like in like the second half of these first three episodes but he's really good and then jonathan although he kind of starts off a little weak in the beginning i think like we get to like really see him kind of evolve into like this you know like i get still vanilla but like much more enjoyable character by the time episode three ends so that's kind of my overall thoughts on my end what about you Zen? yeah like i i pretty much agree i think it gets off to a rocky start with episode one but the thing is because i read with the manga and it was more it, it wasn't as rushed i kind of liked that tone for it i liked that build up and yeah, it has, like, a really weird thing where, like, you time skip, and I would have liked to see more there. But episodes 2 and 3 in that part of the manga are some of my favorite bits. I think just it goes to show, like, this good escalation. Um, and then Dio survives in the end credits because he has the devil's own luck. And uh, he, mm -hmm. he he turns people into to, to ghouls and, and whatnot. And, he, he you know, so we're going to deal with that later. But, like this epic final battle the final in quotations with with dio is is one of my favorite parts you know it's there's a reason why like the amazing opening uses that those manga panels because they're iconic the bullets the walking up the wall because these are some of the best parts of it i do feel like uh hirohiko took a while to really hit his stride but i think what he was trying to do was definitely different i it was a different age. This was created back in the 80s. So, like, you know, mm -hmm. I, I I imagine people were, like, liking different things. And people said back in the day, I believe this was kind of a ripoff of uh, Fist of the North Star at one point in the character designs on from what people have told me. Now, I don't know. Like, don't quote me on that. Like, that's what I believe uh, has been stated. But even still, like, I think it... Kind of delves its own path because yeah jonathan is kind of like uh you know the ken you know he's this noble badass but i think i think it's a little bit different in how it goes about setting things up and i think the conflict with dio is what really brings it out of its shell i could have done without george got, gotta be honest um <laughs> but like the stuff with dio was really palpable i loved it and it's, i it's not it's not that like George should have like it's not that George shouldn't have even been there. It's just that like tighten up his character again, see more of the in between. And I won't give it too much shit because it's it's a it's a it's a shonen from the eighties. But also it's like to see more of the in between there to kind of see like what his thought process is. Because I also understand that you're, he's not supposed to be one hundred percent likable. He's supposed to see like oh crap I have gone too far. But it's like. I don't think that there's enough instances of seeing the good qualities of what he's supposed to be passing on to Jonathan, like, compared to, you know, like, all, like, the crap he gives him for, like, for basically just being a negligent dad. I just wanted more of a balance, basically. Yeah. Is um, the thing. yeah. But we had, we had Speedwagon and Dio and showing, like, the different, and, like, Jonathan all showing the difference in cast. Um, I liked Arena for as little as she did in that part, but, like, you know, like, this is just an interesting story that goes from drama between two brothers to vampires. And it, it, it just automatically becomes awesome. Next time we're getting to the bizarre portion. 
nothing really bizarre has happened aside from the vampires. Um, but, you know, Jack the Ripper returns next time, even though he was only, like, <laughs> at the end of part one, like, episode one. It's it's weird. It's like, by the way, Jack the Ripper's here. No, he isn't. <laughs> but um, we'll get to that. So a bit, bit, bit of a... A bit of a weird behind-the-scenes thing, because I I didn't think to ask. Uh, are we inserting this into the podcast, or is this at like the end or something? I have no idea when this is gonna be, but for now, I'm just gonna say thank you guys for listening to our thoughts. Um, thank you for watching, and uh, just remember, it gets better after this. Mm-hmm. So either either back to Rosen, or um, or we'll see you guys next time, depending on like. Well, I guess we'll see you guys next time either way, but it's, like, just depending on, you know, how uh, how this is being structured. We'll see you next time. Bye, everyone. And uh, just remember, don't go near stone masks. They can turn you into vampires. Let's go to our next segment, the bizarro meter. How bizarre was this on a scale from 1 to 9? I'm assuming you're referring to this as, like, if you, how much did you like it? No, I'm actually asking how much how bizarre it was to you. Oh, um, I'll go first. I'm gonna give this a two out of nine, cause uh, th- compared to like just what I know, this shit's tame. Yeah, if, if I feel it, like if this is the the not bizarre shit, I can't wait to see what we're gonna uh, <laughs> yeah what we're gonna uncover. Uh, honestly, I'll give it a three compared to what I've seen with other shows, because I mean, this will be a spoiler, not spoiler for you there, Rosen for whenever you get to this on random but Black Butler did this kind of shit a lot so this is just Black Butler level fair I think I'm honestly going to stay in the boat of like a two doesn't seem it seems very tame like I sure I was like I didn't say what the fuck a couple times but like it's for the start it's we haven't really pretty tame I'll give it like a like a four fair um, like, it's pretty wacky. Um, I think I think the wackiness comes a lot more from its presentation more than anything right now. Yes. Um, I think that's definitely like, I I, I and like yeah like. Joey I, I, Jojo's I know, I wacky trip. A lot higher concept later. So right now it's 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 tame relative to. Yeah. That. But also. I've been watching a lot of like very grounded shows recently. So. Yeah, like it's 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 a okay, good middle ground. Shows, like, it's a good middle ground of it will get weirder, but also this is weird from compared to normal stuff. Yeah. yeah if I'm if I'm doing it compared to some of the some like compared to other weird stuff I've seen, this is probably about a three. Like it ha- it has some wacky kind of what the fuck moments, but nothing too crazy. Uh, general though, like. You were just to show this to uh, a normal person, they'd probably already say it's like a seven or an eight. Yeah, like it's already <laughs> so off the wall for uh, the average viewer. The, my entire role in this particular <laughs> segment is being Spider Ham. It can get weirder. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and that'll do it for this week's episode. Next week we are cover. We're probably covering episodes four, five, six, and seven. Oh God, Maybe. that's a lot of episodes. I was like, we could we, we could do four, five, and six. We'll see how it goes. We'll, we'll come back with episodes. Yeah. Point is, at the very least, we will cover episodes four, five, and six, possibly seven. The episodes are Overdrive, The Dark Knights, Courage of Tomorrow, and The Successor. I hope Man. Courage of Tomorrow includes Courage the Cowardly Dog. <laughs> <laughs>
With like a bicentennial man body? <laughs> yeah, yeah, just the courage of the future! The things I do for love. And then courage dies. No. I had a bad feeling about this! My name is Iggy, and it's not. Dead dog count free. And I think that's, uh, that's it. Yay! Yippee! Thank I don't know how to end this. <laughs> yeah, I think- Cola? Yippee! I think we'll probably just do 4, 5, and 6 next time. Alright, that works. Okay. Yeah, I, I was, uh, yeah. And then, if we do 7, 8, 9 next time, we'll be finished with part 1 by, by the third episode recording. Oh, Jesus. Yes, you are a chuggy. Yeah. Alright. Uh, then I'm gonna do the raid, so I'll see y'all later. Alright. All right. Have a good one. Alright, see ya.